Welcome to tonight's double feature. Will the mummy's ghost outperform the mummy's curse, or are we doomed either way? Mafia, wake up, wake up. You have created a monster and it will destroy you. The good yes. news, uh-huh. only one more mummy movie. One more mummy movie. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Monsters vs. Men podcast, the bargain basement of the monster podcasting airwaves. This week, as we try to stay alive, we're having a first ever double feature featuring The Mummy's Ghost from 1944 mm. and The Mummy's Curse from, you guessed it, 1944, Alex. <laughs> uh, technically... This isn't chronological, as you texted me about this week, and you're right. It's not chronological in our Universal series. Technically, there is one of the house movies between these two. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, House Um, of uh, One of the Monsters. Yes. (laughs) House of One of the Monsters, and then there's the House of the Other Monster, and that will be our double feature next week is the two house movies. Um, But I, I... I thought it would be better to pair together the two mummy movies and the two house movies as it'll give us maybe some more thematic connections to talk about. Um, We kind of knock both of the the mummy movies out in the same week is also a positive, I think, for us. Um, Yeah, and I think we'll have a good time doing something different this week. Like that keeps it interesting for us at least. So uh, I'm excited to try this. It should be fun. for sure. Now, Eric, the real question Mm -hmm. about this is would you rather be haunted by a ghost or have a curse? Mm. Uh, so here's the, th- I probably a curse, honestly. Oh, really? Uh, that's a good question. Yeah. I, I think a curse because once you figure out the curse, um, then you have an expectation, you know what to expect, right? You're like, okay, uh, if this happens, I'm cursed and this is going to happen. Right. Whereas a ghost is just more unpredictable. You're not quite sure what to expect. So I'm, I'm going to take the, the curse, um, with the hope that I will find out that, um, I can never fill in the blank ever again in the rest oh, of my life. Okay, I like that. I like that. that's a good that's a good thought because you know my initial thought was like a ghost. It just kind of like follows you around. It appears every mm-hmm. now and then. But then I started thinking like, what if it's the type of ghost that can like grab grab things and like throw them at you? Mm. So that'd be pretty but, annoying. But then, then there is the potential for friendship as well. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, well, there is that. There is that. <laughs> So I'm gonna go with the ghost. You know that potential for friendship ooh, is very real, and then that like could be literally a lifelong friend. Ooh, ooh, yes, in <laughs> a, a, a post life friend, yes, you could say exactly. Oh man, I like that. I love the power of friendship coming into this <laughs> equation, Alex. It's warmed warmed my heart a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think I'm just gonna play it safe though on this one and say I can't write with my right hand ever again because I've been cursed. Oh. Right, so I'll just have. Yeah, I mean, who knows what it'll be, but like, at least it's predictable. Right. right. Um, I guess I'm taking the safe option. You're taking the, the risky option and hoping to gain something special. Um, yeah. <laughs> everlasting, we should say. I, I'm thinking like at max, the ghost might require some sort of sacrifice, right? To be mm. friends. So mm. I think I'm willing to do that. <laughs> <laughs> You're willing to sacrifice something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, nothing like too extravagant, right? 
Mm. But not your firstborn son. No, no, no. Alfie. No. no. And and not probably Alfie. Okay. probably not my dog, but like maybe maybe like a neighbor's dog. For a oh, lifelong wow. and post life friend. I don't know. Ooh. That is <laughs> Well, it depends how, how much you like that neighbor's dog. I'm just because kidding. some neighbor's dog can be pretty Yeah. And then I guess there's the whole question of whether the ghost is attached to the house or is it attached to me. I think it would be attached to you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You you might do some pretty extreme things to have a friend and not have someone throw spoons at you. I feel like I may have made the wrong choice, but I'm gonna go with it. You probably did make the wrong choice because <laughs> even with my dearest friends, there are certain things that I do that I wouldn't want them to be around while it happens. Uh, right, right. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, but I feel like I feel like once you break down the barriers, true, then it know? just becomes just a more intimate relationship. Yeah. yeah right? Wow. Wow. There you go. <laughs> Uh, I think we've had enough of this discussion and need to move on. So (laughs) are you ready for our uh, double feature introduction here, Alex? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. So for our first double feature with the mummy's ghost and the mummy's curse, uh, we're going to structure this a little bit different. The way we'll structure this conversation is one film at a time with three talking points each, and then we'll have more of our free-flowing conversation when we compare the two. But to start things off for each film, a little competition. Here's the rules, Alex. You have two sentences to summarize your assigned movie. Two sentences, and they have to be somewhat grammatically correct. (laughs) (laughs) I've got The Mummy's Ghost, and you've got The Mummy's Curse. So I'll start. We'll talk about The Mummy's Ghost first, and then we'll get into um, The Mummy's Curse and our talking points for that one second. All right? Mm -hmm. Cool. All right, so here is my two-sentence summary for The Mummy's Ghost. So, in The Mummy's Ghost, Karis suddenly appears out of nowhere after another bay has been summoned to retrieve him and Ananka to bring back to Egypt. Sentence one. Bay eventually fulfills his orders and captures the spirit of Ananka, who has inhabited the Egyptian Amina's body, but he falls in love with Ananka, who is then captured by Karis, who carries her off to the Forbidden Swamp as she transforms into a crusty mummy. <laughs> Eric, the end. Eric, did you say Amina's booty at first? Or did uh, I say buddy? booty? You, say, you may said buddy. Say body. I know, you corrected it to body, but you may have said he <laughs> fell in love with the Egyptian Amina's booty. It's like, uh, okay, it well, might have that's been the fine. case. It might have been the case. all right so what are your three points for the mummy's ghost all right my first point eric is continuity good or bad because i was i was a little surprised um Mm -hmm. that we weren't getting a redo of the character like we have in some of the other movies um because of how finite the last finale felt you know he's getting burned Mm -hmm. there's nothing going to be left Unfortunately, there was. Um, is is the continuity in this? Is it a good thing or is it more of a hindrance on the film? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I was actually a fan of the last one. What was the yeah, last one yeah, called? You and me were yeah, both uh, we the were both on, on hand. It. Was it the hand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we were both pretty big on that one, but it felt again like a more definitive end for sure. So yeah, I, I'm with you here. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't think it's a good, or was it the mummy's tomb? Was the mummy's tomb that was last? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. 
I think you're right. Yeah, The Mummy's Tomb I, I liked. But it, I don't need the continuity here, right? Give me something new. Give me something original. Uh, I say it's a bad thing. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think it's okay if, you know, we execute things right. Um, but here, it just feels like since we're continuing the story, we're also reusing the story. Um, mm. And it's a bit of an issue that I have with our next film as well. Um, so I'm not quite sure yeah. what to think about the continuity. You know, obviously you could you could do something good with it, but it's almost yeah. like a crutch that this series is leaning on to mm. just like mm-hmm. have an excuse to do what it wants. Yeah, uh, with its story. Um, my next point is the mummy a pervert when he finds that female mummy in the tomb. He re- <laughs> he taps it on the boob before it disappears. Just so you know. Uh, so <laughs> I, no, I noticed that too. I was like, oh, that's an interesting. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's an interesting place to choose to touch this. Maybe long it was the heart, Alex. Friend. It was the heart. Oh yeah, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but for real though. Uh, that's <laughs> a valid question, but the mummy is walking through things in this. I like some of it, right? I like when he walks through the fence and we see it give way and snap and crackle. Uh, I think that that's really cool. And we see that a couple of times, you know, he feels like this, uh, I guess force of, na- of nature in some ways. Cause he just walks through everything, which is kind of fun, mm-hmm. uh, more so than he has in the past. And, but this time, <laughs> I'm going to save it for an award. There is one exception here uh, that I am going to save for an award. It made me laugh quite a bit. But I do like that. Now, do you think that that was executed well here, Eric? Like, Mm. was was the handling of the mummy's movement good, or was it just a rehash again? No. In fact, I I think it's a good point to, to touch on. It's just... There's nothing original about this mummy. And I would even say that the design of this mummy is just crusty, right? Like that's kind of how I would describe it. <laughs> yes. This is crusty. Um, it's not intimidating. The, the other mummies have actually been scarier. Um, this one just felt kind of, uh, yeah, like crusty is the best way to put it. And, and that sounds gross, but it kind of is. And it's not intimidating. There's nothing new about the walk um, except it just feels more comical each each movie <laughs> that we get it and it goes on um, for so long and it goes on forever <laughs> oh my gosh uh, uh, like i like i'm ready to ditch the tana leaves i am so yeah, ready to be yeah. done with those um yeah i mean that kind of speaks with my third point though is there anything unique about this one mm. um there is one thing that i can think of yeah um but there's one thing, and that's one of my points. Right. Which I get to. <laughs> and that's one of your points that we'll get to. But other than that, is there anything really unique done with this? No. Like, did they take advantage of anything in this film? Mm. No. <laughs> I really don't think they did. <laughs> no, they I don't. I mean, you got, the, you got the mummy's tomb, which introduced more of this modern setting. This is set in that modern setting, too. You know, uh, small town America setting, I should say. Uh, but it's it's not it adds nothing new, um, That's right. in my opinion. Uh, everything that we saw here was done better in the Mummy's Tomb. So just go watch that movie if you ever have to choose. Right. I mean that's that's how I feel. Like I, there's nothing special 
about mm-hmm. this film, except for, like you said, your one point. Eric, yeah. I kind of want to hear some of your points because yeah. <clears throat> I don't, for me, I don't feel like there's a lot to say about this movie. So I kind of want to hear what you've got. There isn't a lot to say because it's kind of that last point that you were making there. Um, there's nothing too unique in this one. So my first point is that this is definitely a B-level movie and it feels that way from the beginning. With that said, though, I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with the acting. I don't think there's necessarily no. anything wrong with the script, um, except for the originality. It just has that B-level movie feel right from the beginning. Um, even the the length, it just feels like a filler, right? Which we'll get to, I'm sure, when we're comparing these movies. Second point, the music adds to the effect. And it may be one of the more redeeming qualities. I actually thought that the music, if we're talking about anything unique, the music was pretty strong, mm. especially in this first movie. Um, so I, I got to give it props for that. And really, the most unique thing, this is my point number three, is that I was just surprised by the ending. The yes. ending of this movie surprised me because I did not ever expect that Amina wouldn't make it. But she doesn't. No. Um, which is surprising to me, completely surprising to me. Like, how did that happen? Why did they do that? I, I don't know. It goes against everything Universal has ever done. Um, it was so, so surprising. But I did like that sequence. That sequence was probably the best bit. So the ending was the best bit of this movie where Amina is being carried and you get that shot of her feet that have been mummified. And then that final shot as she enters into the uh, swamp. And you see her face, and it's been mummified as well. Uh, really cool actual ending. Pretty horrifying. Um, and so that had to be the, the most unique part of this film. The problem was, is the 57 minutes to get there was as by the book as possible. <laughs> yeah, and that, that why therein lies the problem, right? Uh-huh. shows that exactly. even though you have a great ending... <laughs> What happens before still matters. It matters. It matters. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it really yeah. is a good ending. It's like you said, it's the one special thing about this movie. It is. It is. Um, and I was I was happy with how they executed it, too. Like, mm-hmm. in front of all the people, even, like, the person mm-hmm. she's supposed to marry, she, she dies in front of. Crazy. Yeah. Very cool ending. Who would have thought? Who would have right? thought? <laughs> <laughs> Very cool uh, ending. All right. Mummy's Curse, Alex. Your summary, two sentences. Yeah. What you got? Caris uh, returns after purposely getting muddy with his female buddy. Slower and as uninteresting as ever, he once again tries to find his love. Valid. Valid. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'll, I'll go first here uh, with my three points because my three points are pretty chronological about this film. Oh, okay. The first 20 minutes, again, we get a 60-minute film here. (laughs) Uh, The first 20 minutes are as uninteresting as these films get, in my opinion. Uh, I mean, except for the musical number. I like the musical number right at the top. And some of those characters are good, but I'm like, what's the point of these characters? They come back in the second 20 minutes, which I think is the best sequence of these two films combined is the second 20 minutes. From about uh, after the recap which is included in that first 20 minutes mm-hmm. right after that recap, which that just goes on forever. The oh conversation between those two and the re- it's just like, 
this is especially the worst 10 minutes of this film. Um, We could have just scrapped that and would have been fine. I think they just felt like they needed to get to 60 minutes. So they added that in there. That's exactly right. Uh, The second 20 minutes though, from the, from that moment on is actually completely interesting um, as it brings back some of these characters that were introduced in the first 10 minutes in really interesting uh, ways. But within that 20 minutes, you also have the best moment of these two films, in my opinion. And that is the resurrection of Ananka and that sequence. That sequence was absolutely um, breathtaking in a sense. It was, I don't think we've seen anything quite like that from Universal so far. And it was, it was slow and drawn out, but it held my intention the entire time. Uh, that was actual filmmaking, and there were some really conscious choices yep. and decisions there that were incredibly impressive, which I'll get more into those uh, as we get into our awards, I'm sure. I love that sequence all the way leading up to her going into the, I guess it was the swamp <laughs> or the pond there yeah. to kind of you symbolize that rebirth, right, um, and, and wash off the dust of, of the past, Really cool sequence. The best moments, in my opinion, of these two films combined. Yes. But then we get to the last 20 minutes, my third point. They just don't go anywhere interesting. Um, I'm like, man, I, I don't, I'm not intrigued anymore. Um, and especially the last 10 minutes. I, I'm just not intrigued. Oh, so, yeah. whereas the ghost had that good ending, here we kind of get more of the generic ending, but we have that special 20 minutes in the middle, it's really kind of pick your poison. But what are your three points, Alex? <laughs> I, I, I agree with you on your points. You, mm-hmm. you know, first, my first point, though, is you know, 25 years have passed since the last yeah, film. Right. Yeah, right. But has anything changed? <laughs> like, I, I'm surprised that we scrapped pretty much all of our characters from the last film. Yeah, um, where's our flying cars, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, exactly, exactly. Where's our flying cars? No, but like, the things that should have stayed the same, like maybe having returning characters or that would have been cool. some people that actually believe that this was possible. Like what is this mm-hmm. star Wars where 25 years is a lifetime apparently. Yeah. And no one can remember Jedi. <laughs> well, it's like that here. Like, like, like no one believes that this monster that totally murdered a bunch of people uh, exists. So mm-hmm. the believability there is rough. Now mm-hmm. the thing that I did like, and you kind of touched upon this is, the effects seem better this time around, 100%. especially yeah. with the resurrection of Ananka. That mm-hmm. sequence is so good, and it's properly it's so drawn out. Yeah, oh yeah. Unlike everything else, <laughs> yeah. Watching the mummy walk around is not properly drawn out, but Ananka's resurrection is so cool and so mm-hmm. great and kind of frightening because she's just kind of terrifying to look at. Right? She's not mummified. She's just covered in that dirt. That oh dr- yeah, that dry dirt. It's so so cool, and there's some really cool, some really cool effects here where we're seeing like uh, the or even shots where we're seeing the ascension up to the the Scripps Museum or whatever it was, mm-hmm. and then um, some of the other things that are cool is like I like some of the sequences with. Uh, with the mummy, but the problem here is uh, one of my issues with this whole series, and I've, I've voiced it over and over again, is the kills, 
right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Every now and then we get a good one. Uh, we got a good mm-hmm. one in the other movie in the museum, I felt like. Mm-hmm. And it was actually kind of like a believable, like he got him. But in this one, we have a lot of those, I'm going to stand here and let you kill me mm-hmm. moments that really do not work for me. Mm. Yeah, our effects are better, but we've decided to just kill people and not let them move for the sake of the plot, which has really bothered me. Now, I, I'm i with you, though. My other third point kind of lines up with your second 20 minutes. Yeah. I, the, I thought the, the effects were really driving when, when I became interested. I think the story was somewhat more interesting, uh, at least early on, as in early on after the first 20 minutes. Um, I was interested to see where things were going to go. I thought the town was really going to be more involved because they were all involved with that swamp stuff at the beginning, all that talk. And then it just wastes away. Mm. And I was really disappointed to, to see, <laughs> to see that. Cause I felt like this one had more potential. Um, it crumbles early on and it crumbles right yeah. in that, in that hot heat. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, I think I agree with you as well. I think the effects are better. I, I like the death of, I thought the most powerful death in, in the second movie was the death of, I believe her name is Tanta Berta, um, the singer at the beginning. Mm, I thought yes. her death was, was the best um, because it wasn't expected. You didn't expect that, that they would kill her, right? No, you didn't. Um, I don't know. You just didn't because she's like the, the bright and cheerful one who Wait, she's everybody in the second loves. movie, right? Yeah, that's what I meant. Okay. Yeah, second movie. Um, she's the bright and cheerful one. Um, and But th- there's a weight to her death. It, it, another cool effect, I think, is you know whenever the mummy goes in to strangle her, basically, you see this dust come off of him, right? Yeah, um, I really love cool. that. Um, love that, that was That was cool. We need to do more of that. Like we need more of like this intimidating, mesmerizing sort of mummy that even though he moves slow, he's caught you in his grips. Like if he if he latches on and you have eye contact with the mummy, you you can't move, right? Or something like that. There needs yeah. to be some sort of explanation there. If you have that, boom. You you can have a slow moving mummy, you're fine. Um, but if you don't, then you have some, of course, problems that you have talked about a couple times now. Yeah, like I mean, in, in Curse of, this guy has a double barrel shotgun, fires each shell into him, mm-hmm. uh, and then just stands there, like from yeah. far away, <laughs> just stands there. And then when he gets close, and he's pretty much got his hand on his neck, then he decides to maybe try to hit him with the gun. It's just, but it's just like it's it's too much for me to believe. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, All right, well, let's transition then into our comparison discussion as Mm. we kind of hash out which of these films might be better and where they compared or contrasted one another. So I'll start us off and say I'm glad that we did a double feature with these because it gives us more content for an episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Each of these films feel like filler films, though I do think one is better. And I do think that's the mummy's curse for that middle 20 minutes that felt like an inspired piece of universal horror. In both films, the music played a major role, but I do think something about the music in the first film, the mummy's ghost added to the tension where the music in in curse felt out of place at times. Again, there's nothing wrong with the acting in these films. And I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say there's anything wrong with the acting. And honestly, most of the dialogue was fine. Some of it's pretty good actually, but 
when I think about both of these films, I think about stakes. Um, there has to be real stakes for me, for us, to really feel any tension um, to get that horror. We have to have the stakes for the characters, and we have to have characters that we care about. Unfortunately, I just don't think we get that, with a few exceptions. I do think Amina in the first film and Ananka in the second are our two best characters, um, but none of the other leads really do much for me. Do you, do you agree about the characters here? Yeah, the characters here are rough. Um, <laughs> to say that not, almost none of them are memorable would probably a pretty accurate statement. Yeah. Uh, I remember Ananka because of the ending mm-hmm. uh, of Ghost. But other, and then I remember her boyfriend because, you know, he actually seemed like he did care about her. Like, I actually believed that relationship a bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I got to give him some props there. Uh, but as for these characters, though, man, not much effort was put in. No. <laughs> That's for mm-hmm. sure. Um, mm-hmm. Now, the reason I, I think I agree with you, though, overall on some of your points there, though, about curse being better because it has more originality at least it has something there that's different you know when you're making films like this any time of film that's kind of basic in its plot and Mm -hmm. kind of what it's doing almost rehashing other films you really gotta do something original with your effects you gotta do something original with just your um some of the visual storytelling instead and what curse does is it actually like gives us those unique like again the mud moment i, can't, I keep going back mm-hmm. to it and again that first kill of the mummy where she's too, slapping so his, don't worry about it yeah right <laughs> where, where, where she's uh slapping his shoulders and stuff and you you see that dust come off that that's the stuff that kind of sells a movie like this right it's these mm-hmm. extra elements now there's not enough here to make either one of them good just to be quite frank but there is more in Curse to make me enticed because mm. Ghost is, by the numbers, does zero things different except for its ending. And by then, it's too late. And frankly, with a movie like this, when you're going to be as basic and by the numbers throughout, it's you need to be focused more on doing some of the more original visual stuff than even mm-hmm. the ending. Because mm. it doesn't... Too, it's just too late. So... I am disappointed in the film, uh, both of them, quite frankly, you know, but the one thing that I am excited about was that we do have our new universal monster equivalent to Audrey Mm. uh, from Godzilla 98. (laughs) She lets two people die right in front of her without even trying to help. And she like, she sits there in the corner you know, we said Audrey was like the villain of 98, like the true villain, because she's just a horrible mm-hmm. person. Well, Nanka in this one, she just sits in the corner, watches someone die. And then once they're dead, then she runs. Um, and so she's the true villain here because of all the people she got killed. <laughs> yeah, uh, that might that might be that might be true. Uh, but she is kind of a villain, right? In a, in a sense. Um, in a way, yeah, yeah. In, in but also... This happens to her twice in the same movie. Uh, the sequence is almost the exact same. Uh, and that's in less than 40 minutes, these two incidents occur. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. I know, I know. Uh, 
Yeah, I think I'm with you. So you talked about kind of there being something enticing about Curse that makes it better. I think you're right. It's better because at the end of the day, it has some originality. At least it's different. Um, at least it has some solid filmmaking. Ghost just felt like a remake of everything we've seen before. Mm. But with Curse, we get that really cool awakening scene, as you said. We get in this mysterious Ananka, and we get some decent deaths. Uh, I would say the ending is worse because uh, the ending of Ghost was just so unexpected. So in, in Curse, too, I will say this. Both Theo and Levi, they, they had snuck out of their beds uh, <laughs> when I was watching this. And during Curse, and, and both were watching it pretty intently and loved some of the moments that we both loved, right? Like that awakening scene there, yeah. Thea was really intrigued by um, as she comes out of the mud. Very interesting. Um, they were vo- both very intrigued by that middle 20 minutes and then uh, both fell asleep in the last 15 minutes, which I wanted to do as well. Right. <laughs> um, at least I stayed awake during it, though, which I can't say about The Mummy's Ghost. Bless its little ghost heart. Yeah, um, I get that text from you. I, I fell well, asleep. Well, yeah, what was bad, Alex, is I thought I had made it probably halfway through. Um, I was like, well, I made it halfway through, you know. I made it 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> really bad. I'm getting old. I'm, I'm really, getting old. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I'm the same way. I, I've gotten to a point to where I do get tired while – doing certain things or watching mm-hmm. certain things. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it sucks. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so and it, I, I'm, I'm right there with you again. I like, I was struggling to, to stay awake during those. This is how bad these frankly and uninteresting. The stories of these movies were after the movie was over. I had to go back and read the Wikipedia entry just to be like, so who all did what? Because frankly, I didn't care the entire time, it, I, you yeah. know, and maybe that's kind of like pet pathetic of me, uh, <laughs> you know, especially like these movies are like an hour long. Maybe my attention span isn't there, but I, I had no real distractions except for maybe a cell phone here. Um, mm-hmm. And I just couldn't be bothered to track what was happening because it's just so boring. Mm. It's just, it, it, it is perfectly forgettable is what these two movies are. Mm. And I wish there was a character that I even really liked here, that I even connected with, right? That could have been a driving factor. At least I had something interesting happening in Invisible Man last week, even though I didn't care for it. And that's, sorry, Invisible Man's Revenge. Let's not confuse it. At least there was some something happening. I wasn't struggling to stay awake. I just didn't like the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I, I think that there, that says a lot about the both of these movies, but... I do feel like it's important for me to mention, you know, something else positive about the ghost, uh, uh, the mummy's ghost, other than the ending. Um, I like that they had continuity a bit, actually, because it's kind of fun to have that. Um, We did have that awesome kill with the museum guy, which I mentioned, and Mm -hmm. even better, it was short. Yeah. Both were short. (laughs) Uh, Well, hey, before we get into our awards, Alex, MVM Plus this week on MVM Plus, we get into The Boys as I've finally started the show and I want to get into the nitty gritty. I finally started it after you recommended it to me last week, Alex. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) And I'm through season one now. Oh, you're almost caught uh, up. I'm almost done with season two. Well, I'm halfway through season two, basically. So I've been doing some binging uh, of that, which is rare for me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited about it. Um, 
to, to get into the nitty gritty of the show with you, which is probably an apt description for the show, nitty gritty. Um, <laughs> we'll also review our review of our first double feature. We'll kind of like have a meta analysis of how this went. And we'll talk a little bit about what's happening in our lives, of course. So, of course. Um, and let's get Eric, into. I want yes, to talk a yeah. little bit about crimes of the future. Okay. All right. Oh, yeah. I saw you were going to see that. The body horror film. Yeah. Right? All yeah. right. Cronenberg's cool, cool, cool. new movie. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Let's talk. Let's talk about it. MVM Plus. That's over at patreon.com forward slash MVM pod. Um, staple awards. Let's get into these awards, Alex. Compelling character award. Yeah. Who'd you have? And we're only doing one total. That's right. right. We're not That's double, we're only not double one. dipping on these people. No, we're not double dipping. Uh, it would be hard to double dip. So we're just going to stick with one. All right. I picked the mummy because at least he had purpose. <laughs> Valid. Yeah. A driving force. You <laughs> yeah, know. exactly. What about you? <laughs> well, to be honest, Alex, I'm tempted to go with peanuts after last week choosing the German Shepherd. Peanuts thinking, was pretty great. I kept thinking they said penis. <laughs> Peanuts. <laughs> uh, the dog was cute and helpful most of the time. Now, the problem, the reason I won't go with Peanuts is Peanuts didn't save Amina. Uh, Amina no, he just followed her for about 20 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Not helpful, Peanuts. Not helpful. No. Uh, but I'll actually go with Amina from the first film okay. as my compelling character. Um, I did buy the relationship, and really it was her that made me buy the relationship from that first film. Um, and just kind of watching her descent, her transformation as a character, that that was pretty compelling to me. We haven't seen that. So, again, that's the one unique thing about that film. I keep coming back to that. And, and I've got to say, Amina was my most compelling character. Mm, fair enough. What about your most mm-hmm. memorable line award? Well, it's with that relationship. I, I can't remember who this character is, this older lady. Um, it's right as Amina and her boyfriend, uh, fiancé, are having uh, about to have a, a intimate uh, moment. Uh, this lady comes out. And she's like, "Sorry to interrupt your little love scene here, but it is getting late." Um, I just thought it was funny. Uh, it's just like slightly meta, right? Because it was this love scene in the movie, and she's literally talking about interrupting your love scene, uh, and then just thinking about the values and. and the 1940s film versus now it's just different right uh so that that line got a laugh out of me for sure what about you (laughs) um yeah i had a detective uh and he he was i think it was a detective from the first movie and he said something Mm -hmm. and he says it's all applesauce (laughs) that's that sums up my feelings on these movies what's that even mean (laughs) so i think i think he's just saying like it's all meaning like it's all it's a disaster like it's uh, none of it makes sense. So he says it's all <laughs> applesauce. Nice. I'm going to use that. I'm going to use that sometime <laughs> soon. <laughs> what about your can't believe that acting award? Uh, I got to give it to uh, Amina's boyfriend or fiance. I mm. bought actually bought like, you know, his relationship with her. Um, and so I was, I was sad to see him see her. Get all yeah. down and dirty with another man right in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> well, definitely she got down and dirty exactly. in that swamp. Yeah, out. literally. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, we need to give credit to him. Uh, that is Robert Lowry as Tom Hervey, who we've talked about a couple times. So, Robert Lowry, I like can't you, believe the acting. I like how you had to go look it up for me. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. It happens. What about you, uh, I'm going to go with Virginia Christine as Princess Ananka. And really, it comes back to the scene we've talked about multiple times now, which is that awakening scene. That That's impressive. Um how she is absolutely smothered with whatever they did to make mm. her look mummified there. Yes. Uh, really just dirty, right? So dirty. Uh, can't even open her eyes. And just like how she slowly awakens and she's has this little shake about her. Um, completely believable. As I said, uh, Theo completely bought that scene and was asking if it was real or not. Um, so I was like, uh, no, it's a fiction. Um, but, uh, this is acting. It's just really good acting and really believable. Um, so I was, I was completely impressed by Virginia Christine as a Nanka, uh, especially in that opening scene with her. Yep. Yep. I agree. I agree. Um, uh, what, what about, about your, oh, that's a good shot. Yeah. I had, uh, the shot of the, from the second film. Um, is there one of those moments where I was like, oh, I think they had maybe a little bit bigger budget for this one. It was a shot of them mm. ascend, ascending to the, I guess, the like blown-out Scripps Museum. Um, yeah. And that was just a really cool shot. We haven't had anything like this for a little while, uh, mm-hmm. so it was kind of nice to see again. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. You? So mine comes again from that awakening scene, and it's a smaller moment. And this is what I was saying. Like, this piece, like this sequence, it might have been five minutes long. It felt appropriate however long it was it might have been less than five minutes probably three minutes um but it was just this, this one secret but there's this moment um where there's a close-up of ananka's hand um as she's walking towards the pond to, to clean off and just that movement of the hand as it's starting to find life and it's starting to stretch out it's that very intimate look at this character um that whole sequence is great but there's that small moment and other small little moments of acting in there that is, are, is going to make it memorable uh, to me for a long time. So I got to go with that shot of the hand during that moment as my, oh, that's a good shot award. It's a good one. It's a good one. Now, Eric, mm-hmm. we got mm-hmm. unique awards. What'd you get? Yeah. My, my my unique award is the best dance move award. This this move could Ooh. be on um, TikTok. And, oh. and I'm going to call it the... Uh, <laughs> The the mummy shuffle is what, oh, or, or the like mummy sidestep, I might call it. Oh, I like that. I, one of the two, either the shuffle or the sidestep, and it really is just inspired by that shot from the first film, where literally the mummy <laughs> is walking across the street sideways. Do you remember the shot? <laughs> yes. And it's just like, what is going on here? This is like, it looked like he was trying to do the thriller dance it's almost, a, you know, in this like. It's a like, little what, egregious. Why you? Why are you moving sideways right now? It was like, it looked like something completely put on and looked like a dance move. So I'm, I'm going to call it the, the mummy sidestep. We're going to make that a TikTok oh, sensation. I like it. I like it. I can't wait to create a TikTok account. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Uh, yeah, I got, mine's the Oops, I Forgot I Was Rude award. Um, this goes to Icarus. Uh, and it goes to him because, like I mentioned, you know, in the first movie, he's really walking through everything. Except for, yeah. he walks into a museum, 
and he opens the door and he closes it gently. Like he reaches back, grabs it, and closes the door. <laughs> oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> so he forgot he was rude for a moment. Um, he broke character, but he's still my favorite character. So nice. there you go, Carlos. Nice. All right, cool. No, I, I like it, Alex. Um, that we pretty much reached the end here. Final thoughts. Ultimately, we, we've kind of said this already, but in a few words, which film of these is better and why? I'll let uh, you start. Yeah. Curse is definitely better than Ghost. Yes, Ghost has a great ending, but this is a basic bare bones film that doesn't do anything special in between the time from the beginning to the end. At least the other film, while we don't have that wonderful ending, we still get a good, like you said, 20 minutes of really cool effects and some really in- interesting things going on story-wise. And that's all you can really ask for in a film that has decided to not <laughs> do anything crazy and play yeah. it by the numbers. Uh, so at least give me some cool effects. At least do a few things that I don't expect, like her walking caked in mud into the water. Uh, to be mm. cleaned off. Uh, just so cool. Unfortunately, both of these movies do not deliver in any way, especially when held up to something like The Mummy's Tomb, which we both really enjoyed. Um, so uh, both Gabbratier? Both. This is a, the first ever double Gabbratier. This is the first Ooh. ever three Gabbratiers in a row. Mm. Ooh. Not great. It, the, 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 the Universal Monster series is getting a little frigid. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah so for me i think the curse is better and it's the reasons we've already said but as i'm thinking about it here I'm like, man we should they should have just blended these two films together and given us a story that focused on ananka from the second film um and made ananka the tragic figure that does die at the end as she is transformed back into this mummy-like character um and taken back into the swamp. Um, Something like that could have been interesting and we would have got some kind of the best of both of these films put together and it might have been a more redeeming quality. I think this is a low tier. So I think for me, it's not three Gabra films in a row because last week was a a Gamera tier. Um, This week, I will say that Ghost is a Gabra tier. I will say that curse just makes my gamma tear, but just barely. Wow. Um, and that is that sequence is that one sequence that is, is going to be one of my favorite mummy sequences. Um, I think that, that we get in, in all the mummy movies. Um, so that's why it makes a gamma tear for me, but it's, it's just barely, it's I'm, just barely. I, I'm so disappointed in you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So I, my last three films have been Gamera, Gabra, Gamera. Mm. Are we? Was last week Gabra? I can't. Remember. No, last week was a was last week was the Invisible Man's Revenge. You gave it. Oh, that's Gabra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was Gabra. The Gabra, Gabra, low tier Gamera. That's right. That's wow. right. Wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Rhyme time, Alex. Next week we've got our second ever double feature. We're gonna do the House of Frankenstein and the House of Dracula. We won't be doing double features for a while after this, unless there's something that that just fits or feels right. Um, but we we think this is a fun time um, uh, here in July to kind of release these double features yeah. or as we approach July. These double features 
For sure. Yeah, and I really hope the House of Frank doesn't stink, but I know the House of Dracula will be immaculate. Ooh, that was pretty good. Ooh. I Off hope, the top of my I head. Hope, yeah. That is okay. Dang, man. Uh <laughs> it's a lot to live up to. Yeah. Um Ooh. I hope the House of Frank will be a mighty nice drink and that the uh, house of that the Dracula house will <laughs> give us uh, a nice douse of that drink as well. All right, Neely is Neely is laughing at me over here. Uh, it's it's time to call it a, a wrap because yeah, it's bad. it's been oh rough. a wrap because of the mummy movies. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right as always thank you for listening to monsters versus men leave us feedback on this double feature who had the best uh two sentence summary by the way you mm. can leave us feedback on that uh over at mvmpod.com or email us at mvmpod at gmail.com we'll read any feedback on this episode or any episode that we receive on the show you can also follow us and message us on twitter and instagram at mvm underscore pod Become a bargain base mine at patreon.com forward slash MVM pod and receive weekly bonus content, including special reviews, interviews, and host chats. And if you can't join this at this time, a review or a share always helps. Monsters vs. Men is produced by Alex Cornette. Executive producers are Faye Basier, John Freeman, and Michael Herndon. Special thanks to our wives, comma, rock band for PlayStation 3, which forms subblock B, Louis Loops, Senior Honda, and Drew the Collector, our Instagram connector, and you, the listener, for listening. Until next time, don't Make another mummy movie, please. <laughs> and try, try to, to stay, stay alive. Mafia, wake up, wake up. You have created a monster and it will destroy you. I'm thinking, like, at max, the ghost might require some sort of sacrifice, right, to be Mm. friends. So Mm. I think I'm willing to do that.